Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, October 21st. Stocks are sliding in most major markets globally. So in the U.S., you have the futures indices down about 20 to 30 basis points. So that's about 12 and a half points in the S&P or 27 basis points. That's about 116 points on the Dow or 32 basis points. And it's about 30 points on the Nasdaq, about 20 basis points. So down 20 to 30 basis points in U.S. equity futures. In Europe, you have the major indices trading down about 20 to 30 basis points overall. You're seeing steep underperformance in traditional cyclical groups. So industrials, autos, basic resources in particular are very weak, down about 3%. You have banks down about a percent. You're seeing modest outperformance in consumer staples, healthcare, um, uh, telecom, and real estate. And Asia ended in the red for the most part, although you did see mainland China end up small. So the Shanghai comp rose about 20 basis points. Um, So just starting with macro news, it was a very quiet evening and morning, I would say. Uh, No real kind of shifts. I think the biggest macro development in the last 12 to 18 hours came out of Washington, where you've seen um, some shifting dynamics as Democrats attempt to get a reconciliation consensus reached. So it looks like the big tax increases are not going to happen. So remember, the big three tax increases are going to be the corporate rate, the capital gains rate, and then the top individual income rate. According to reports that first hit the tape around 3 o'clock yesterday, 3 p.m. yesterday during U.S. trading, um, Senator Sinema is, is blocking increases on any of those fronts. And so it looks like Democrats are now seeking revenue elsewhere um, you know, including a wealth tax or a tax on stock buybacks. Um, you know, if you can't raise the corporate rate to capital gains rate or the individual rate, you're not going to raise taxes at all. The wealth tax is, is way too complex um, to come to fruition. The same goes for a tax on stock buybacks. So I don't think either of those will ever come into play. Um, you know, this does raise the question of where Democrats are going to get revenue from reconciliation. Um, the reconciliation process does have some rules attached to it as far as being deficit neutral. Um, I think they can massage various different assumptions within the bill to get the math to work. So I don't think this will scuttle the entire process. But, you know, it does suggest that the price tag will be, you know, below two trillion, between one and a half to trillion, probably towards the lower end of that range, um, just given the complete absence of of tangible revenue. Um, you know, I think you know, tax hikes, the threat of tax hikes had been one of the last big obstacles to force equities. Um, you know, so if you are removing those from the table, markets are already fully prepared for tapering. Um, you know, you're really only looking at valuation as one of the final big um, blockades to kind of stock setting fresh highs. Um, you know, you're obviously not seeing markets celebrate just yet. I think there's still, you know, we still don't know what the final reconciliation bill will look like. Um, Democrats had talked about having a rough draft in place by the end of this week. We'll have to see how that um, plays out. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are in flux. You're and, and you're alienated a lot of various different factions of the Democratic Party as things get stripped out of the bill. Um, you know, and then I think also if you are going to have a big round of fiscal stimulus without any tax increases, that ostensibly is is going to exacerbate president inflation pressures, and that could push yields up further which would undermine tech stocks. You're not seeing that occur now, um, but that certainly is a risk. And and I think one of the reasons why markets are kind of taking a wait and see approach for the time being. Um, So that's the biggest macro development by far. I know some of the wires are citing um, Evergrande as the reason why stocks are coming for sale globally. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, You know, Evergrande really has not been a concern. 
for markets for a couple of weeks at least. Um, Evergrande shares did fall about 10% in Hong Kong after the company, um, after efforts to sell a stake in its property management business fell through. Um, but like I said, I don't really think that's playing a major role in global markets, um, you know, especially since mainland stocks ended, uh, ended flat to up small. Um, on the earnings front, it was a very busy evening and morning of earnings. So we're now really in the thick of earnings season. Um, today will be a very high volume day. And then next week will be the peak volume uh, period of the earnings season. So the numbers are coming fast and furious. The results, I would say, unbalanced were disappointing. So last night, IBM, Lamb Research, um, Las Vegas Sands, and then PPG all underwhelmed one way or the other. Um, you know, I wouldn't say any of them were horrible or bad, but certainly um, underwhelming. CSX was the upside standout of the night, in my view. And then this morning, you have ABB, which is a European industrial company. They trimmed guidance because of supply chain woos that's weighing on um, the industrials in Europe. And then Anglo-America came out with its Q3 production numbers, also disappointing to a certain extent. That is one of the reasons why mining stocks are getting hit very hard in Europe. You're also seeing commodity prices globally um, come for sale in, in large part because you saw China come out, um, in the last 24 hours and make a lot of noise about how they are, um, you know, considering various different actions to clamp down on rising commodity costs, especially rising coal costs. So that's one factor, um, why mining stocks are very weak in Europe. So like I said, I would say on balance, disappointing night in the U S, um, modestly disappointing morning in Europe. You did have Unilever is probably the big large cap upside standout. So Unilever had numbers today, um, beat on revenue and kept margin guidance unchanged for the year. Um, that's the second decent consumer staples report in as many days after Nestle. So I wouldn't say they're blowing out expectations, but consumer staples, um, have a very low bar given that they are encountering some of the most intense supply chain pressures. Um, so that is the morning rundown for everything. Like I said, relatively quiet macro uh, morning. A lot of various different micro pieces have all the earnings details in the piece today. So check everything out. Today, um, you know, again, as far as scheduled news is concerned, it's really going to be all about earnings. So the major reports before the open, American Airlines, Blackstone, um, Quest Diagnostics, Danaher, Dow Chemical, Southwest Airlines, AT&T, United Pacific are all before the open. After the close, you have Chipotle, Intel, uh, Mattel, uh, Sam Adams, Snap, and Whirlpool. And that is everything for today, uh, Thursday, October 21st. Thank you for listening.